Hello, welcome to Skill Check, the uh, gaming wellbeing podcast from YMCA Exeter. My name is Andy, and uh, on the other side of uh, this uh, Zoom screen, I have Zach, um, who's looking very cool. Hello, Andy. For a second, I was uh, worried I lost you already at the very start. I am absolutely here. That's good. Zach, I... I was, I was wondering if I could chew your ear off a little bit for this one and maybe do something a bit different and just, yeah. Is it okay if I just mutter a little bit to start with? I, I'm not going to say no, Andy. You, if you feel like you have something to say, you go right ahead. Well, we've been doing this for a few weeks now. And I went through a stage where you were very patient with me. And I talked a lot about Animal Crossing. You did, I remember. And, you know, in my defence, it felt like the entire world was very Animal Crossing focused. You know, you walk into Tesco's, there it is. At the end of the aisle, Animal Crossing's there. And let's face it, it sold, I don't have numbers, but it sold like hotcakes, right? It just... Everyone was buying it. And during this time, you mentioned a game to me uh, called Stardew Valley. Mm, I did. And you're like, Andy, if you like Animal Crossing, or if you like the look of Animal Crossing, you should try out Stardew Valley. Mm. I can't remember exactly what you said to me to try and sell it. But a few months later, I end up downloading it and well it is like a proper gentle country life rpg isn't it it's beautiful it is yeah and my daughters started playing it as well we've been playing it together so i was wondering if i could take a moment and talk about you know, for reasons why Stardew Valley is, well, a good game for both kids and, you know, adults to mm. play. Is that all right? Please say yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so first things first, Stardew Valley is like an entire sandbox of imagination. It's... I mean, imagine a table, like a particularly large table. You've got a model farm on there. You've got little characters on your farm. And then you kind of start attaching a river. You attach a town. You can have a beach. You can have a graveyard for reasons I've not quite got to yet. And uh, you can have like a, sh- you can have like a little shop. You've got a community center. The list just goes on and on. And... What I love about this game is that even though it nudges you in particular directions, there's very kind of, I don't want to say quests, because a quest to me kind of sounds like you've been sent off to do a particular mission in a game. It's called quests, but it's more like, yeah, you can go do this thing if you want. If you don't want, you can 
concentrate on growing vegetables and stuff. But I guess my point is, if you want to progress through storyline, that's up to you. I like that. Yeah, and it didn't used to be like that. So it right. was like a hard cut-off point. So when the game first came out, there was a, like a, you have now lost the game, game over screen. If you didn't achieve, achieve things by certain time limits in the game, um, it was still a lot, but it, it, it was possible to kind of game over it. Um, they removed that. Okay. Uh, community feedback was actually that the game is so good that it would be only improved by you not you being able to go forever or take things at your own pace or do things your own way. That's what the game is about. And so the developers listened to the community and were like, actually, you're right. That is what the game is about. Let's remove that from the game. So now you can literally go at your own pace and the game will never game you like give you that game over screen um, like it would have done before because there is a story. Like we, we haven't mm. mentioned that yet. There is, a, there is a reason you're doing this farm. Um, mm. I don't want to spoil it because it's kind of integral to like what, the motivation behind doing what you're doing. But there is a story it hangs on. And so it made sense for them at the start to have an end point to that because it's a game about relationships between people. And, and after a while of ignoring this particular relationship, there is consequences. Um, but now there aren't in the same uh. way. Like, and, and it is still focused on the relationship between the reason basically you're at the farm in the first place. Oh, cool. uh, and the, 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 that story doesn't get developed all the time and, and, and then on the back of that as Anya said it is all about building relationships with the town that you now find yourself in um, whether that's ro romantically I know that there's mm. a, like a kind of a relationship system, system there um, all the way through for like there are benefits that you can get by being friends with different villagers increasing their friendship with them unlocks different items and skills and things you can put on the farm and, and all that kind of stuff there's a reason to talk to people in the game yeah beyond just they're, they're stood over there i'm going to talk to them um and there's a reason to invest in the people and relationships in the village that you find yourself in um and 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 that is another point in it you know it, it's for relationships in the game i mean you can talk about how animal crossing is all about friendships and kind of giving uh, gifts and things to each other within Animal Crossing but in Stardew Valley there is those relationships and I, I also get the feeling that there's relationships between the characters as well I mean you can see them attend groups and things and going to alter together and things like that which isn't something you often you don't really often see NPCs kind of just doing that yeah yeah, they do. They do have their own. Um, and that's partly because obviously there, there needs to be uh, kind of an internal economy in the game. Um, so they all go about and do their own stuff because as you as you will find out running your own farm, you need to kind of grow crops and you grow crops to sell them. And then, you know, and that, and that has ramifications and the kinds of crops that you make and the kind of things you invest in mean that you'll be focusing more heavily on relationships with different people in the village, depending on like what, what crops they want or what resources they need. And so it makes sense. The relationships and building those relationships with the villagers make sense. And then they ultimately have their own goals and their own kind of internal economy. Uh, and so whilst you can go about it in the, I just want to grow everything, um, which you obviously could do if you wanted to, um, there's also a reason to like specialize in different things, depending on the different people you want to, 
have relationship within the village and grow it to a point where you may have a, a specific goal attached to like you want to unlock their particular rank because you know that at their rank three friendship level you get x item and that will really help with this other thing that you've been working mm. on and, and it just perpetuates out from there the spider it's like a spider web you're very much in the middle of it and then the relationships go off in all different directions and there's a reason to go in every direction um but it takes time and 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 take and and stuff like that and that's by the way this is without talking about the thousand other things that are inside this game <laughs> and actually i thank you for saying that because on one of my save games i've unlocked a recycling machine which i think is awesome you know because there is this kind of feel that when you go fishing, yeah, you can go fishing in the game. Uh, you do occasionally pick up, well, cans and rubbish and things like that. And there is like this underlying environmental message within the game, you know, that rubbish is bad and I wonder if there's something we can do about it. And as the game progresses, you unlock a recycling machine. As I mentioned, that, that was on one save game and on the other save game, which I'm playing through with my daughter, you know, I'm like, where is this recycling machine? Why can't I, what am I doing differently? It's like, why is it not being unlocked? And it, it's obviously been because I've probably talked to or done something that a little bit more. And, that, and, and, and another really interesting part is the game does allow you to track kind of your progress in a really interesting way through the community center. Um, basically, it's an old decrepit building that is basically non, like broken down completely when you get there uh, in the village. And you can upgrade it, unlock it, discover things by growing certain vegetables. Like there's a room for everything. There's a room where you can put all the fish you've caught. There's a room where you can register the seeds that, you, you, that you've done or the plants that you've grown. And as you unlock different rooms within the community center by doing just things in the game. Um, it's a really interesting way. I love the way that that's the way that they chose to track your progress. If there mm -hmm. wasn't really a, like, I'll, I'll, and, and it's very organic. So like you don't, you don't ever feel like your shoe boxed into focusing on one thing. Equally, if you spend a week in the game doing lots of different things, there's every chance that then when you go back to the community center, you've unlocked loads of different things because you don't have to just focus on it where you could just like hone in on like, right, I'm going to just, fish until i've unlocked all the fish in the community center you could do that legitimately mm. but it also rewards you for just doing whatever you want like you will just accrue progress just by going around and doing things and so for, it, it does cater for all the different kinds of gamers that you'll get the ones that are like me which would like be like okay i'm doing this followed by this and i'm going to complete this before i move on to this i'm very mm. i'd be very methodical i'd be like this is what i'm going to focus on i'm going to complete this as far as i can get it then move on to the next thing whereas someone who likes to just do a little bit of everything they can legitimately play like that and and it'd be kind of and neither person will feel like they're not progressing which mm. is really important in a game like this is that you can drop in five ten minutes five minutes ten minutes an hour two hours at a time you will always achieve something um because it is ultimately to do with growing things and investing in things and so five minutes is just as potentially as valuable as the the hour two hour three hour gaming sessions you'd also put in yeah totally and yeah if you take a quick step back a bit uh, we uh, commented about uh playing with with other people and it does have an awesome awesome uh split screen mode where 
you can sit down, you can have a two-player game and you don't have to be on the same screen all the time. So if you do, so if you're playing it with, you know, a child who likes to go off and do their own thing, that's fine because you can also do your own thing as well. And then you can also come back and do activities together. You can make friends, you can go fishing, you know, you can just spend a bit of time. And my, my daughter's commented before on how calming the sea uh, uh, sounds um, in the game. Oh, heck, if you want to go to the pub in, in the game, you can go to the pub in the game as well. And yeah, you know, talking as a dad for one moment, it's quite weird having your eight-year-old daughter suggest you go to the pub and sit down. It was nice, you know, it's not going to probably happen until she's 30 plus in real life that she wants me at the pub. But, you know, I'm going to take it when I can. Absolutely. And I think this is this is important and that gaming still offers something that no other medium does. Um, like you said, that is a situation that obviously can happen in real life, but but gaming allows you a window into a, a parts of the relationship with your daughter in particular, and, and obviously family members and people that we play with. That gaming is one of those few mediums that allows you to explore relational things that that nothing else does. At, at times when you know potentially the the, the work or the ground that you have to put in in real life may be significantly more, or it opens doors and emotions and feelings that. Um, to talk about and to experience that, that a real life conversation would take perhaps a lot longer to foster that and, and grow it into a place where people feel comfortable to talk about certain things. Gaming allows lots of groundwork to be done in different ways and in shorter periods of time, especially if you're in a game and it, it, you are as players confronted with particular emotions and feelings that you are not otherwise. Mm. Um, and I think the Stardew is a great, a great game for that. Um, there are some definite themes going on in the game. And whilst when you're playing with your daughter, Andy, she may not pick up on all the themes because um, obviously the game allows you to experience it where you are at. So whilst you're looking at it from an adult's perspective, you're probably picking up on things that ultimately go over your daughter's head because she's not there emotionally mm. or and isn't as aware of them. But there are definitely beats in there that allow her to, like say, with the sea and feeling calmed by it, like... There are beats that anyone of any age will pick up on and feel um, and feel like an experience. And and I think part of the reason why Stardew Valley does it so well is the 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 art style that it went for. So mm. I keep thinking in my head, what you were before you were like, why did I like why did I point you in the way of Stardew Valley? I think it was around the art style. Like I think we were talking about you enjoy like pixel art, you enjoy kind of retro gaming. And so I was like, oh, have you heard of Stardew Valley? It's like, that's kind of the vibe it went for within a very modern genre of gaming. So like simulation games, uh, it's kind of a, it's a new wave of come through of like management games, like, mm. um, but it's done in a very loving, vibrant, it's colorful. It, it, it suits it. I was trying to think what, would I play it? Would it be as popular if it was in kind of a more realistic graphic setting? Um, I don't know if it would be. There's a charm about yeah. it that pixel art affords it. Um, and I think probably if you talk to the developers, they were like, well, pixel art allowed us to make the game in the first place because I think they were a small team. 
you're talking like a handful of people made this game. Um, it's not a big studio, so graphic graphically wise, they wouldn't have been able to pull off a game like this if it was in AAA graphics mm. in Unreal Engine three, for instance. You know, pixel art made sense for them because mm. it allowed them to have a big scope and deliver on it because it's pixel art. So the 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 kind of the infrastructure and building of it is less intense and less costly. Um, but they picked it up and ran with it like, and it, and it's it's just it, it's a charming it a charming charm. game. Yeah, and. I think because of the charm, it gets away with covering those other beats, such as just to give a quick overview before we finish. You know, there's topics it covers, such as grief. It kind of covers that very briefly at the start. It covers mm. not being uh, satisfied in your daily work. It covers budgeting in a very kind of black and white You've either, you've either got money for something or you don't have money for something. You don't go into debt or anything. But what I found quite interesting was actually spend, you sometimes have to spend money to kind of make more money, which when you're playing it with, with a child, that, that's, that's quite a, that was quite an interesting conversation I felt to have. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there, there's there's also stuff there about businesses, the nature of business, uh, small business, small farming, uh, as well as well as food waste. I was like, where where does this come from? You know, I, I wasn't expecting to see that in a game, but it, it is a thing. You know that we possibly should be talking more about, just like in regards to how we look after the environment and. Yeah, just you've got a subtle conversation starter in Stardew Valley. The groundwork's there for you. Do you want to talk about it or not? Mm. But yeah, that's that's my ear chewing for for the week. I think. Hey, and there's no better game to be uh, chatting about. Um... Hey, who knows? Maybe a Stardew Valley 2 is on the horizon. This is, after all, mm. that time of year where new game announcements come out um, and have been coming out over these these past few weeks. Um, who knows like what the future holds? I think, and the expectation that more games like this will arrive because of the success of games like Stardew Valley. And that's exciting. Um, I hope we see more games like this that are more environmentally aware and more relationally aware and that the questions that they want to ask people to engage with um gaming is a very unique medium to convey those themes and themes of life in general and i can't i just hope that other developers are encouraged by something like stardew to tell their own stories uh that's really exciting um games mm -hmm. do not have to be triple a running and gunning huge things to have a very lasting impact on people. In fact, I would argue that the games that have impacted me most over the years are not the AAA games, but are smaller games that ask very deep yeah. questions. Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah. I guess we're saying look out for the smaller games. Mm. And hey, maybe maybe we'll start to highlight some more of those as we move forward um, in, in Skillcheck podcast. Who knows where we will go next? 
Now, I think it's time, Zach. It's time. Guys, this has been Skill Check Podcast, the well-being and gaming podcast from YMCA Exeter. If you'd like to check out the podcast, we are available on all good podcast platforms. If that sounds crazy to you, you can also find us through our homepage, uh, ymcxo.org.uk. There's a link to our podcast there. If that seems more achievable for you, then do find us there as well. If you want to email us and get in touch with us to ask questions, to raise things, or to just generally encourage us about this crazy podcast that we do, um, response at ymcxo.org.uk is where you can do that. I've been Zach, he's been Andy, and this has been another Skill Check podcast. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>